right, and we are here on Talking Reckless with very special guests this week. Beyond the Beats, Alec and Samir, how we doing? <laughs> Let's go, dude. We're super pumped up to be here right now with you. Man, it's just uh, it's crazy because I'm looking at you, but people aren't looking at us. So it's yeah, like yeah. we're going to have this whole weird dynamic. Everyone's going to be like, what are they talking about? We're doing eye contact and everything. I was almost naked. It was fun. <laughs> Dude, like I said before we start recording, I want your OnlyFans yeah, link. We'll you got to send it. You know what I'm saying? It's Reckless Fans. You know what I'm saying? There you go, dude. <laughs> they call Only me Reckless. Daddy Reckless for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, how did you come up with that name? Well, okay. So my actual DJ name, right, is Reckless Ryan, which I had to switch it on Twitter because you called me Daddy Reckless in the episode. And so I was like, oh, they're confused. And I was like, I know they're not the only ones. There's no way y'all are the only ones. <laughs> Dude, so <laughs> sorry. I didn't realize that we made that mistake. No, no, no. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. And uh, so I was like, I got to change it. But uh, I came up with Daddy Reckless just as like a, you know, like a, you know. Stop, I'm daddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and then I actually, I have two kids. So then it just transformed into being like, you know, a fuck boy into being like a, yo, I'm dad. <laughs> You're a real daddy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my girl, she has mama reckless. So it like works out perfect. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. I love that, man. Yeah, man. It works out perfect, man. Uh, any any kids in y'all's plans? <laughs> Dude, we're, we're chilling. I mean, I have no kids that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's no, the right no. answer. <laughs> in the future, in the future, definitely. But right now, probably not. I think we're just living life. Um, yeah. I, I know. So I moved out to San Francisco from uh, the Northeast. Not so long ago, two years now, I've been in California. And before that, I moved from the UK. So I'm kind of in this transient period of my life. And then Samir has actually, he made the move from the East Coast to the West Coast. He's in San Diego. And yeah. we're in person now. As we were just saying off air, this is the first time we recorded in person. So mm -hmm. I think we're moving a little bit too much around for kids and even for pets. <laughs> So yeah, dude. You there? I mean, I love dogs more than anything. Uh, but you know, as I discussed with my girlfriend, like dogs right now, just it's just not possible no. because yeah, we're constantly we're constantly moving, and you know, who knows where life is going to take us. For sure, yeah. Now, kids is a big commitment, man. It's a lot more than uh, people think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially people that like don't have kids because they think, oh, you just go drop them off wherever you get a babysitter. It's not that easy. It is yeah. not that easy. <laughs> no one I wants to watch your kids. For you. I'm not, it must be crazy like just having to deal with uh, having kids at home. You know, as much as you probably love them, it's, it's definitely probably... Yeah. Yeah, it's insane, man. It's uh, So this is my nightly routine, right? I can break this down for y'all now. Y'all get the oh, behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes, all right? <laughs> so so I, work, I work a 10-hour day, okay? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm a supervisor at a warehouse as my day job, right? Yeah. Whatever. And uh, it pays the bills. And then so I get home. My girl goes to her job. Okay. So now I'm dad. I'm dad mode, full dad mode. Yeah. Got to feed the kids, you know, finish up dinner. If there's any dinner to finish up, whatever. Normally it's done. My girl's pretty good about it. But got to feed the kids. I got to eat, you know. And then I have to get my kids bathed. I got to get bathed. I got to clean myself, get all good. I'm all sure. funky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> got to crack open a beer. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, we got to clean up around the house. Got to do the dishes. Got to clean the living room. There's toys everywhere. There's like a toy bomb went off, man. And then, yeah. Then I got to get them wrestled in, in pajamas and then laid down. And then I got to get ready to do a podcast. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, I just want to say like, I have just so much respect for you for sure. And, and you know, your girl as well. Like, you know, you guys are raising children in, in an especially difficult time. You got your career. She's got her career and you guys are making this work. You're providing for yourselves, for your family. And I, and I think that's just so beautiful. And on top of all that, dude, I know you DJ. Mm -hmm. I know you got stuff going on with that. And then on top of that, you are a podcaster. Like you, you're, you're, <laughs> you're just you're doing it all. And really, like that is incredibly admirable. What you and the rest of your family do. Thanks, man. I try. It's a uh, it's hustle life. You know what I'm saying? It's hustle yeah. life. Yeah. No, that's one thing. I won't get too political in this episode, but it's a uh, it's one thing that no one's really talking about is what's happening to these kids that are staying oh. home for a year. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, they have to develop their socials, you know what I'm saying? But how are you going to develop your socials if you're at home? Absolutely, brother. I, I, I've, like, ever since I was young, I've worked with kids. Like, I used to teach Taekwondo for five, six years, and I had students who were as young as five, all the way up through adults, like older, you know, senior citizen adults. And, dude, children crave social interaction with one another. And, like, with all this stuff that's going on right now with the pandemic, like, 
I just cannot imagine what it must be like to be a child who is not experiencing social interaction with their peers. It just right. must be so incredibly difficult. But, you know, yeah, fingers can, crossed, man. I mean, I can barely manage being an adult without social yeah, interaction. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Jesus Can you imagine for a kid, too, on yeah. top of that? My God. Like, this is so refreshing for Alex to be down here. I, this is one of my best friends. I haven't seen him in, like, over almost a year and a half. Oh, nice. And to have this mm. man down here, you know, just to in person, like, we talk every day, but in person, it's just, it is so different. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even like just the video alone, right? Because like I said, I normally do audio on this, and even just video yeah. alone, you can see each other's faces. I'm seeing that little Chardonnay that you're drinking or whatever it is. <laughs> a great eye. Yeah, he already does the Chardonnay. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's all about the synergy, you know? It's all about the vibe. Hold on, hold on. That's a drink. We got to drink to that. I'll is. drink to that. Hey, there we go. There we go. What are you drinking over there? Uh, just a root beer. <laughs> I drank all my beer. I'm out. I got to go double up. Hey, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I was just in Cali, man. Had to escape the snowstorm. Yeah. Yeah, that ice storm that was up here. That was insane. I couldn't believe what I saw in the news. It's it's like a snowstorm and just all the things that were going on in Texas, like with the weather, like it's unbelievable. It's it's crazy, man. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Don't move down here yet. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, I was so happy to hear that like you and your family are safe, man. Like, you know, I was was really thinking about you guys when all this was going on. Like I knew that like that's where you're based out of. So Mm -hmm. just to hear that you guys were okay. And hopefully, I know you mentioned, uh, hopefully your girl's family and everybody's all good in California as well, dude. Yeah, yeah, everyone's good. You know, good news over there. And then, yeah, right. we were we were really lucky here as well. Uh, we didn't lose power once, at, not yeah. once. So we had heat. Yeah, we were lucky. We were running it at like sixty six. You know, because yeah. you're supposed to only run it at like a certain level. So we had to keep it. It was cold. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, totally. It, there were people freezing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm we got very that. lucky. Very lucky. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for wow. sure. Let's flip to a happy note, man. Let's talk about B T B Beyond the Beats. <laughs> how did y'all start that man what what because whenever i started up talking reckless i really wanted to focus on getting a bunch of djs on and talking about the electronic oh. scene because i didn't notice anything else and that's whenever i found y'all because i started looking and really trying to hunt and being like all right yeah. Oh, yeah. who else does anything like this and you guys are the only ones that i know that do anything like this i know y'all know a few i've seen y'all post about them but y'all are like the big main ones that i know <sighs> I appreciate that. We appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's honestly, dude, like, like for Alec and I, dance music is such an integral part of who we are. Mm. And it has shaped our lives since we were super young. I mean, Alec, I mean, when did you first discover Cascade through your father? What? How old were you? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, you know, this was like my early teens years, I, I must have. And even before that, just growing up in the UK, just I was right in the prime of when, uh, you know, original dubstep was going on. So you've got people like Koki, mm-hmm. Mala, Scream, like all these people coming up in the UK and it was just getting to be a real big deal. And then drum and bass was always a staple back then too. Oh, yeah. So I was, I was just, you know, experienced it at a young age, but there was just something that really hooked me like a, an essence of dance music like an energy right everyone could kind of relate to it whenever they go to a rave or to a club show that there's this energy you, you can't quite replicate in in other music scenes and i think for me at least that was a big motivator to start this podcast is that i wanted to truly connect people with that essence with that energy of the scene but describe it in a way that maybe hasn't been described before and really examine it because yeah. <laughs> the more I got into dance music, the more I realized it's not just about the beats. It's, you know, hence this is why we call ourselves beyond the beats, <laughs> not just about the beats and the sounds. It's about the culture that goes behind it. Um, you know, and, and the unity of people behind like a shared passion that yeah. does. And every mm-hmm. music genre has that. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I'm an, I, I love all types of music. But there's just something particularly about dance music just had it just seems like there's a deeper another level Absolutely. to it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast was to flesh us out. And, and it's why we cover so many different things. We don't just stick to one genre or the other. We want to go and cover the full spectrum to really um, you know, really enthuse people yeah. as to what the core is and how much uh, amazing stuff there is going on in the dance music scene. Totally. And then just to build upon that, like Something for us that has been so incredibly important, Alec touched upon this a little bit, is the the breadth of the people who are in this scene. Mm -hmm. The diversity in dance music is so much deeper than people know. And I when and admittedly, when I first got into dance music, like I didn't realize just how many different types of people were in this scene. And a big push for us this year and way beyond 
uh, as we've learned about the scene more and as we've had more people on, we've got new perspectives is we need to be doing more to make sure that our show is representative of the representative of the people who are in the scene. Mm-hmm. And so we're really making extra efforts now to make it a sticking point that Beyond the Beats will represent voices from all corners of this scene. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's to add on to even what you just said, it's it's worldwide. It just got big in America like 10, 10 15 years ago. I mean, it had, you know, the field raves and all that stuff in the 90s yeah. and Club 54 or whatever. But, man, I mean, it's insane. It started here in Chicago with the house music and everything, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it went to Europe and went massive over there. And then now it just, like, came full circle. And it's crazy because, yeah, it's just uh, it's everywhere. It's diversity. It's all the different groups, man. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's badass. I, I, I like just that. love, the, I love the freedom. I think that's mm-hmm. actually what I connect with the most is the freedom. The, the fact that things, that the sounds are boundaryless. They're not, you know, it's like nowadays, right? Think about how many fucking subgenres can you mention, right? The right. Subgenre after subgenre of music. But, the, but that's the beauty of it is the fact that there's just so many. It's becoming to the point where it's like you, you can't even, some songs like, for instance, like what Matt Zoe is doing. Can yeah. you even identify what the hell he's producing now? No. Like, no, he, he's producing a clusterfuck of everything. But that's the whole point is that you're free to do things. And um, what I notice with a lot of music, and I think it's a bit of a shame, uh, I don't think it was always this way, but especially like mainstream kind of pop as well as with um, hip hop, kind of after the 2000s period um, with things, you know, there's a lot of influence with R&B and hip hop. It's moved to this place where it it seems a bit constrained. Like, you know, it's kind of constrained to what it is from a production style um, uh, to the the rapper style. But what I loved about dance music is it was constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. Like each year, there were new sounds, and DJs and producers would do different things, totally. and that was accepted. And actually, you know, it was it was wanted by the scene. The scene, the people want that type of development and growth and change. And that's something to me that's so addicting about the scene is the fact that you know each week we can go out, pick two artists, which what we do for our artists we're watching section, mm-hmm. and they can be in different subgenres, different parts of the world, uh, and it's all different from each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I feel like uh, what y'all had talked about, uh, y'all had brought up the topic of how music was going to sound this year with the artist being enclosed. You know, I talked about it being more progressive and everything, but it, it's that too. It's really experimental. And I know one of y'all touched on that on the episode, but yeah, yeah, it's so it's it's easy now to be experimental because who are you playing to? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be four by four. It doesn't need to be breaking your fucking neck. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It doesn't. It can be weird. It can be funky. It can be whatever. Yeah, mix the different genres together. And yeah, that's a big thing too that I really liked about or really enjoy about dance music is uh, it's always trying to push the boundaries. It's not necessarily always doing it, but it's always trying. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. what's great is that you know. This is computer music, for lack of a better term. And these are sounds that are generated through your, through your personal computer, and mm-hmm. that's how most of these people start. And the barrier for entry for people to start producing is incredibly low. you got a computer. Yeah. You know, maybe you pirate FL Studio. I'm not right. saying you should, but that, you know, like, <laughs> we know stories like that, right? Uh, but that's, and then you just start fiddling around with all these different virtual synths, and then who knows what you're going to be able to make. A lot of the time, people kind of fall off of it. Mm-hmm. But there's always that chance that somebody who just decided to just give it a shot is going to be the next big thing or pioneer the next big subgenre, And that's the best part about this. Well, and that's what's cool, too, is I think people are starting to realize you don't even necessarily have to uh, leave your house. You know what I'm saying? To get a big following, you can ghost produce. You can do podcasts. You know what I'm saying? That's my big thing. Like, I don't even necessarily want to be like a big DJ. I'm cool with doing a podcast. I'm trying to get that Joe Rogan deal. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's six million dollars. You already know. You already know. Then I ain't got to leave home. I can do whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want (laughs) to do. Like, my big thing is like, man, the traveling that goes whenever the scene comes back to its full, which it will at some point. I don't think it's going to be this year. I don't even know it's going to be next year. But Ooh. it's going to be, it'll be full again, man. I just, I don't know. There's so much, we don't know. Like Texas, right? So we're, our masks are gone. Like yeah, yeah. companies are still like, you should wear them. But there's nothing, there's a big thing now between it. Because our yeah. governor said you can do whatever you want. So 
I, I don't know, man. The spike could go way up. It could go way down. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard for me to say that next year it's going to be back in full. It's really going to depend on what this summer is because we have Ubi yeah. Doobie coming, and that's a big festival from Disco yeah, Donnie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think that that's going to be a big uh, indicator of how the rest of this year and the first part of next year go as well. Because, Definitely. yeah, once the winter hits again, shows are already close to dead by then anyway. And so it's yeah. going to be tough. Yeah, absolutely. And this this is really these next couple of months and this summer especially. This is going to be the trial period for what is able to be accomplished. And then, mm-hmm. unfortunately, if people get sick and unfortunately if new cases arise out of this, guidelines are going to be implemented to either temper back crowds, which would make shows not uh, not economically viable, mm-hmm. and it may eventually lead to pushing the shows to next year. I will say though, just based on you know what we've been reading and what we've been seeing, and we have an episode that's coming out. Uh, tomorrow, March 11th, that talks about this a little bit more. We're covering LBW, but we're also covering what's going on in the UK. Mm-hmm. I will say that there is a lot of hope. Yeah. And people are feeling really good about what's to come this year. Creamfields just sold out at record at record speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, their lineup is absolutely massive. Fabric in London is uh, doing... 42-hour reopening party. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They got techno DMV. They got everything yep. going on there. Life is, life is beautiful. Just announced their uh, lineup for September in Las Vegas, and then obviously Insomniac is throwing two festivals in Florida. So it is happening. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how how our government and our local regulations react to what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I hope it does, man. I hope it comes yeah. back. You know, this time next year, we're all like, ha, 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 ha. you remember yeah, COVID? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I hope, I hope that'd be, that'd be great for everybody in the scene. The light people, that's the big thing, man. Light people, yeah. the audio engineers, man. And then just the workers that have to set up those stages. That's all money that they ain't yeah. been coming in. You know what I'm saying? It's tough. It's tough. It's tough, man. But uh, let's switch it up, man. So Alec, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. All right. I've been noticing you about that drum and bass life right now. <laughs> yes sir you, you yes, about sir. that drum and bass life right now mm-hmm. when am i gonna hear a drum and bass mix from you man <laughs> uh as, yeah at some point i've been, been considering it i've definitely been considering it i'd love I to it. take people yeah I, i'd love to take people on kind of the journey uh mm-hmm. and experience through different type of uh different types of drum and bass music right um, I, I think what's what, what's wonderful about drum and bass is that there's so many different types of it, and I think a lot of people, particularly in, in North America, aren't aware. I know you're pretty clued onto it, but mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of people in North America that aren't as clued onto it. And yep. even now, as it starts coming over, there's only a certain type of drum and bass that's being introduced into the market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that um, you know we had Dimension, Culture Shock, some people like that, more in the progressive. Uh, DMB type of scene starting to come over now and then you've got bass music DJs dropping in their mm-hmm. sets but I'd love for people also to experience kind of the more um, what I would describe as a little bit more meditative a little bit more chill style drum bass like liquid drum and bass too mm-hmm. yes. you know, um, and just switch it up with that so eventually uh, long story short there will be a mix and I'd love to do kind of like a journey of uh, all the different vibes and all the different um, types of drum and bass there are because I think people will get a really a much more profound appreciation when they hear it kind of all mixed together. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. So I know uh, in the last episode that I heard, you talked about DJing a little bit and you talked about organizing your folders and everything, right? The genres. Yeah. Do you, so do both of y'all DJ? Yeah. Yeah, we both do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm really pumped up. You know, every single time I visit Alec, like uh, I always tell him like, you know, let's bust out our DJ controllers. Let's have a good time. Let's just start doing some dudes, man. Every single time. And I guarantee this without fail. Every single time I visit Alec and I hear him DJ, he gets better and better every time. So <laughs> he, he is a great DJ. And what's great is like he's, he's taking risks. You're expanding your music library, which I love. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you're just playing some dope tunes that a lot of people I feel like just don't normally hear. And because of Alec's interest in, in worldly sounds, that is well reflected in the tunes that he plays. Mm-hmm. And then I learned something new. Like I, today he put on this song that samples an Indian song from like the early 2000s that was part of my childhood. <laughs> and then it was a remix of that. And I, and I was, and I just stopped what I was doing. I was working. I stopped what I was doing. I was like, what, what, what song is this? I ran over to him. Like, I need this song right now. You know, that's what this guy does. He educates people with the music that he plays. Well, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that, man. And, um, you know, I appreciate they see that I'm getting better because 
uh, there's the reason why I wanted to get much more into DJing and even music in general is that when I was younger, I was actually told that I was shit at music. Okay. Like, no way that I do it. I couldn't keep a rhythm, like whatever, right? And mm-hmm. it's just because I went to a school where there was a lot of uh, very talented musicians, a lot of things, and people it's more classically trained. And so, you know, I, I basically failed the fucking recording, right? Like, <laughs> I couldn't do that all the harmonica. So, like, the very basic level of music I couldn't accomplish. But right. a lot of that and a lot of my reason for wanting to get into music is to show people that, you know, music isn't just one-dimensional in the way that you learn it and can experience it. There are other ways to frame it and learn it. And it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be confined to the ways in which it's been taught before. And so, for me, I was completely self-taught getting into music. And I had to really rid myself of that judgment of, oh, I'm not musical. Even though I loved music with more fucking passion than, like, the next person that was in that same class, classical music class, right? The, the way that I appreciate and I feel the energy and feel the love that is in is in every track that I listen and play, you know, I was like, there's no way I can't be musical. Right. So I kind of broke that mental barrier and just taught myself my own way of being able to, you know, beat match and do different phrasing and, and play around with different genres, right? And, you know, obviously, you know, look, I mean, I'm naturally, I'm not the best with it, but there are ways in which you can mitigate that. And I don't think music should be something that is held to only a certain portion of society can do. I think that everybody can do it if they figure out their own way to get around it. And then you just got to take down those, you know, those labels and those stigmas around whether you're musical, quote unquote, or not, because there's no necessarily gene that influences that. It's just, you might be more naturally disposed, but you could also learn it if you try it. But I think the, the core principle here is that you have a passion for it. And that's what I found with my music and exploring everything is just having a passion for it, just listening to it nonstop. You'll eventually get how to DJ for sure yeah no i actually learned how to dj uh watching youtube videos yeah, yeah straight up one. yep just go. watching youtube watching, videos uh, laid back luke's channel oh. and all that yep. Channel yeah. so good. yep laid back luke and ella skins the dj tutor that's right yep that's right. yeah i lived out uh in the country i mean out in the country i'm talking yeah. like they, i think there was like 1200 people was our population like straight up that was it and so uh, i went to a big high school though right the high school was like 30 minutes from my house it was it's ridiculous yeah like a regional one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh yeah, man. So nobody was a DJ. Hardly anybody was into dance music, right? And so, yeah, my first like couple of years in high school was like, oh, look at that fucking loser. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I won a contest to play at a festival. Oh, wow. And then I signed a track to a record label. And then I played another festival and I was 17, bro. So I was like, I became like, wow. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Flexing on them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, dude. And then everybody was rocking with me. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, but I, I, I learned everything from straight up YouTube and then, yeah, learning trial and error. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And um, even now, like everything that I learned is just from messing around. Like I have this little like uh, the Akai MPK mini. I don't know yeah, how to play yeah. keyboard. I just sat there and tap things that you know they sound good. Yeah, I know, yeah. All right, that sounds good. I yeah. Guess good. There we go. Now we got some. Well, that's like it's the only way to make it sound legit too, man. Because like my issue, my only issue of dance music right now, besides you know there's there's idiots in it, but there's idiots in every genre, so whatever, <laughs> right? I like that. Yeah. I, yeah I, I can agree with that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the music. Not all of it, because we talked about how everything's pushing boundaries and everything, but there's certain groups that are cookie cutter, and they just sound like everything else, and it's just the same templates, it's the same project files, just going in circles, and my favorite thing, which is why I kept tuning in to y'all, is because you ain't afraid to tell it like it is, if something's cookie cutter, (laughs) y'all are like, this is some cookie cutter bullshit, one one out of five. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, dude. we've definitely done that quite a few times dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on this most recent episode we actually did quite a lot yeah. of like, mm-hmm. people man like, dude I first of all I just want to say I'm so happy to hear that that resonates with you because like that is a huge part about yeah. why we started this podcast mm-hmm. because there is far too much pandering to there is. artists you know, just because they put out a song doesn't mean that's the best fucking song in the world that, that has ever been put out no yep. if it's shit it is shit and it needs to be said yep. because it's just not it's not fair to anybody to say otherwise like it's not fair to pander to people it's not fair to be untruthful about how you feel about a song just so you can cover it in a positive light and you get a better relationship I, I, 
That's I, the thing I, that that's yeah. the, see that is what pisses us off so much yeah. more than anything is that mm-hmm. we, we would see like you know and I, I, we're not going to point out names or anything totally. here, but you know we would see outlets that would cover songs and then they give like two lines and that's it in the article saying oh they've done such a fantastic job with this and it's a big name artist but the song was crap mm-hmm. it's fucking terrible yeah. they would give it coverage and say this is the best thing ever or whatever you know and they say that time and time again even though it's not so we wanted to inject some like actual authenticities yeah, you know into this and some like real coverage of it and then i think also the other point is and we, we try to make this a point and hopefully this comes across but just because we say that this particular song is crap or shit doesn't mean that we're saying that the musician has no talent or right. anything like that it's just that this particular song is and we need to get around the sensitivity of people just saying like, oh my God, you just insulted my, you know, uh, my favorite artist. Like, no, we're not insulting the art. We're just saying the song in of itself is not, you know, the best that they could have done. Or totally. it's just crap. Yeah. Right. And so it, it's like we, we've got to, like when you criticize art in some form, you have to have that degree of honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to really analyze each thing just because a big name person does it. And it's a piece of shit. Doesn't mean that you should give it a higher rating because it's a bigger name that that has done. Right. Yeah, it's not going to help them. A, they're already big, right? So I mean, yeah. they're going to sell copies anyway. And B, I like too that y'all do the uh, the one out of five. Y'all don't give a zero out of five or nothing. It's just one out of five. Not for me. Share with a friend, right? Exactly. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So I hit with you. That was super important to us to make sure that the one out of five, the lowest level, we'll give a song is called one listen because. Every song is deserving of a listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just because we don't like yeah. it doesn't mean that somebody else shouldn't give it a shot and see what they think of it. So I'm really happy to hear that that resonates. So we don't want to judge people just for like. If, if, look, at the end of the day, if you're listening to music and you enjoy it, like that's what's all. It about. can't be a zero. Yeah, right. It can't be like music is. Just, it, it, it's music. People are meant to enjoy it. So if they enjoy it, we're not out there to say that you shouldn't enjoy it. So right. Yeah. yeah, and unless it's just like white noise and it has redeeming qualities yeah. on everything. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, it's white, unless it's white noise or chain smokers. You know, <laughs> hot, hot take, hot take. not me. Hey, I will tell you what, though, man. So I, <laughs> I opened for the chain smokers one time, okay? Ooh. Yeah, in Stereo Live down in Houston. I did a three-hour set, three-hour opening set. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that crowd, spot on, man. That's The yeah. crowd, spot on. I don't know about Chainsmokers, I left, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like we, we, it's like the Chainsmokers is a running joke. Like, clearly they have some talent, but it, it like, not going to lie, they play right. into kind of the cookie-cutter stuff, right? Like, they, right. they play into that. And yeah. you know what? I'm sure they had a great set because you probably warmed that crowd up, but you wouldn't fucking believe. So, hey, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had them juggling. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I want to toss it over to you, man. I mean, like, you know, you are into, like, dance music, right? Like, you are you are a DJ. You you, you produce music, too, on top of that. Like, what, what was it about dance music that, that inspired you to want to get more involved and learn the art form? Man, so... I got into, I was on this uh, chat room, right? This like avatar chat room called Mies back in the day, okay? You had your own character, yeah. And there was like a chat room thing, all these different people and everything. And from there, I got introduced to Daft Punk and Bass Hunter and like uh, like Happy Hardcore, like I Am X-Ray and DJ Squirrel, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. And so I got into all that and I was just like, oh my God, I can't get enough of this. So then I got into like German, you know, hard style like boom 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 and dude, yeah i started trying to learn the dance couldn't learn it but yeah dude. <laughs> it's hard to pull off huh? for real <laughs> got into jump style and that was still a thing all the different things man yeah and uh then i got into like early dubstep right or late dubstep depending on who you talk to you know uh but yeah like skrillex l mckay yeah. flux all that good stuff on uh what ukf yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i got into all that and i was just like man I was like, I want to learn how to do this. And so I started making really horrible just drum beats, right? Just like kicks and hats and everything. Didn't know what I was doing. I was like, this is awesome. I'm making like, yeah. I'm making, you're still yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's horrible. But yeah, no, no, I was like, man, can't really do that very well. Uh, What's this DJing about, right? Because I started seeing like scratch videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And back then on YouTube, it was really big to have 10 men mix, right? So it was 10 minute mixes. It was like a contest that happened every month. 
And Elliskins was actually like the judge on it. So like the winner would be reposted and all this good stuff. And so this was like the CDJ 400s, like the little small CDJs. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I've been into this since this is, I'm talking like 2010 right here. Yeah. That was like, right, yeah. yeah. And, uh, man, spring broke at that one party. Have you seen that video? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I think this is once he like he got pissed off because it was wasn't working, so he threw <laughs> it on the ground. Oh my <laughs> god! Wow, wouldn't shock me. I've almost been there. The thing sucks when it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but yeah, PJs. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I just started watching them, and I was like, man, I could. I could do that, you know what I'm saying? I could do that. That's no problem, yeah. whatever. And so uh, I was already trying to learn guitar. Couldn't learn that. Didn't have. I can't. I can't get my fingers right on it. And uh, yeah, man, my my parents were like, yeah, no, no, we're not buying you a setup. And so I was like, okay. So I got virtual DJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Downloaded. So DJ totally, totally. Yep. Download a virtual DJ home edition. So the free one, you know. Yeah, I've been there. Oh yeah. And uh started making like mix CDs for teachers at school. So I'd be oh, like, nice. hey, yeah, I'll download whatever music you want, you know, like whatever you, I, you want a rap mix. I'll I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but <laughs> I knew, you know, I knew enough to be like a radio DJ, you know, just sit yeah, there and yeah. bring that That's volume up, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> <laughs> Slow fade, yep. Yeah. yep. So I did that and then I would sell them for five bucks a CD and I sold enough to get two hundred and fifty bucks. Wow. Yeah. Holy yep. shit. Yeah, and then uh, I bought my first setup. It was a Gemini CDM 300 or, or 3000 or something. It was horrible. But it was like a two-in-one or a three-in-one. It had two decks and a mixer, right? Yeah. Didn't have the BPM. Couldn't see waveforms or nothing. Barely had the correct time and would skip all the time. <laughs> so I learned how to DJ. And it was CDs. It didn't have USB. Yeah, so yeah, I learned yeah. how to DJ off CDs that would skip. Wow. Oh no! Okay. okay, it was crazy. It was insane. Like the, the, talking to people now that like learn on controllers and everything. I'm like, yeah. oh, you have it so easy. <laughs> and, uh, you are. Like, yeah. You're for the chain smokers, man. Like, it's uh, yeah. It's crazy. It was wild, man. It was like the the very first couple of years were insane because I would like sit there and have like my camera up on top, you know, because that was the big popular look to look down. And I would sit there and be mixing and stuff. And I was like, dude, I'm hot shit. And then I go back and listen to it now. And I'm like, train wreck, train wreck, train wreck, train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, no, it was fun, man. It's like, so, what, like, how did y'all get into it? How did y'all get introduced into it? I know you were talking about dubstep early, Alec. How did you get into it, Samir? Dude, you know what it was? Like, I don't, I don't know how I stumbled upon this video. But I was a big RuneScape guy. Okay. okay. I love me some RuneScape, okay? And, you know, I've obviously heard, like, the popular hits from when I was a child, like, uh, you know, like Daft Punk's One More Time and all those those kinds of tunes, right? But what really got me into dance music was I stumbled across a RuneScape video that was playing Porter Robinson's Say My Name back in 2010. Oh, wow. And at that time, this track was brand new. This track had just come out. And I just could not believe what I was hearing. Like, I was just absolutely flabbergasted i love runescape and i was like what is this soundtrack that is be currently being played upon this like say my name and you can say it with honor like what is this vocal sample what is this woman even <laughs> saying in this song and i was just i had to i had to look more into it and i found his music and and i know for a lot of people porter robinson's like their absolute favorite artist and a true inspiration to them and i'm right there in the same boat porter robinson is the person that really got me exploring dance music and what it can be like it was intense it was fun, it was random, and it was chaotic. And you know what? That was me. That was me when I was younger, and I'm still the same way as well. So I found Porter Robinson. I found old Zed because Zed and Porter Robinson were homies, mm -hmm. and like they all, they always you know, kind of talked to each other, yep. found their videos, they DJed together, and it just grew from there, man. But a big piece of my of, of growing up was uh, my parents. You know, I'm, I'm of Indian descent. I'm a first-generation uh, American. And my parents listen to a lot of Indian music, mm -hmm. and because and Indian music uh, has a lot of virtual instruments and synths in it. And I heard this a lot when I was growing up, and I thought it was super. I thought it was cool. It's fun. It was danceable. Mm -hmm. And what is electronic music? Virtual synths and instruments. So I was always kind of primed to be into that sound. And I went through phases of metal, screamo, you know, uh, alternative rock. It was a pointed Christian rock, and I'm not even a religious <laughs> person, but I just enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> 
but it, but it is one thing that has always stuck with me and that will continue to stick with me for the rest of my life. It is electronic music for sure. All right. There we go. I like that. I like that. Uh, to follow up with that, do you remember Lucky Date? Yes, of course I remember Lucky Date, dude. Some complex show up in that bitch. Yes. Yeah, dude. That is my favorite artist of all time. Oh, I all love time. That. I really love to hear that. People don't talk about Lucky Date as much as they used to, man. No, because he's been quiet. He don't make nothing no more. I know. It I know. sucks, it man. So I that's actually my first show was seeing Lucky Date. No way. Yeah. I'll tell this story. I haven't told this story on the podcast yet. Let's so hear, let's hear, let's hear. You guys got this. So check this out. So it was two thousand eleven, okay? I was God, I don't know, I was fifteen maybe, like straight up fifteen. Yeah. And uh, he was coming with uh, Liquid Stranger and Lucky Date. No, uh, Liquid Stranger and Excision. The X Tour. Yeah. The oh. X Tour. I'll never forget this. So we bought tickets, right? We had, I convinced my mom. My mom and my dad. My mom listens to country, right? And like fucking emo rock and shit. And then yeah. my dad listens to straight metal. Like straight metal head. That's it. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, you know, I've been doing this for you know a year or two now. Like. I want to go to a show. It's all ages at House of Blues. And my dad was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, House of Blues is cool. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I saved up money to go get that, right? To go get the tickets. And I bought the tickets. And, uh, man, I mean, we were, it was like three or four months ahead, right? Because, you know, you buy tickets early and everything. Yeah, and I was just yeah. like geeked right because i was going with me and my homie and we were just geeked man every day <laughs> counting so, down right yeah and we were just oh let's go the day of we skipped school okay <laughs> i think it was on a friday so we skipped school and we waited we got down to dallas at 12 the show didn't start until like eight right oh my god okay <laughs> and so we were so amped man we literally waited at the house of blues for like six hours for them to open the door. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, we actually figured out. So, House of Blues, this is a little secret for everybody right here. Oh, okay. House of Blues, uh, I think this is all locations, but it might just be Dallas. They have a thing in their gift shop called Pass the Line. And if you spend 20 bucks per person in the gift shop, they'll let you cut in front of everybody. Whoa. Oh, that's cool. Boy, I do this. I do this every single time. Yeah. Wow. Every I single that. time. Yep. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's, a, cool. that's a really good idea. That's yeah. Great. It's awesome because the, the, the venue keeps the money. You get in front of the line. It's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Win-win. And so we did that. Like They're like, hey, like it's hot outside. Like, you know, do y'all have extra money? We'll let you do this. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I ain't waiting outside. <laughs> so we sat there and we got to chill on the couches. Right. Cause, uh, the way house of blues is set up, it's like two stories and everything. And, uh, so the top story is like a waiting area almost. Right. And so, yeah, we got to chill on the couches and everything. And, uh, we were tweeting lucky date. Yeah, we were tweeting him, and we were like, hey, dude, like, we're here, we're, you know, we're pumped, blah, blah, blah. And he, like, retweeted, and was like, these are real fans and shit. And, oh, then, and then he like, followed us. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, he's still following me to this day, even though he doesn't use Twitter anymore. But still, yeah. you know, I got that follow, oh, yeah. you know what you I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was awesome. And then uh, he was like, uh, we told him we're, we're going to be front row dead center. And he actually, after his set, came out and, like, gave us stickers and everything. I have a shirt and everything. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, thank you. It was crazy. It was fantastic. It was the best night of my life. <laughs> see, that, that is just such an impactful experience on the way that you view dance music. Mm -hmm. Like you, you see it as, as a way to connect with the artists and I absolutely love that. Like that is what just what's so important about our scene, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that it's, it's connecting people, whether it be with each other, whether it be with the person and the artist, whether it be with the person and their feelings, is connecting people. And and I'm just I'm so pumped up on this story right now. <laughs> amazing. Hell yeah, man! And that's what uh, there's a big change in the scene going on right now too, where it's more teamwork, more love. You know, like yeah. everyone. Yeah, it's the more unity part of it, right? Yeah. And because um, for a lot of years, man, it was cutthroat in the scene. It was, you know, we ain't helping nobody. We ain't retweeting nobody. We ain't doing nothing. Now you're seeing a lot more people be like, yo, it takes a team. It takes a family.
family to build. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. what I try to preach too. Like, there's no such thing as competition. If there was competition, I'd be like, nah, Beyond the Beats, I don't like them. They fucking suck. <laughs> you know what I'm sure. saying? I'm the only dance music podcast. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> yeah. that's not how this works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you need everybody. The bigger the yeah. scene gets, the better it is for everybody. Like, let's not even talk monetarily, right? Like, let's talk just music coming out. That's yeah. What, yeah. When there was nobody making the music, we had shit music. Because that's all yeah. you had. You you had to like it or else what were you going to do? Wait another month for an, one new song to come out? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now there's a new song every 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It, it really it really is incredible, the state of our scene. And, you know, just, just kind of building upon, like, the trends that have just been emerging in our scene. One of my absolute favorite things that, that I'm witnessing right now that we're both witnessing is this is special uh, importance to mental health in mm-hmm. the music industry and the dance music scene. Sure. Yep. It is just so paramount for people to take stock of who they are and to keep their mental and emotional wellness in check. And I love that we're having conversations about it. And I'm just so pumped up that it's being further destigmatized mm-hmm. through these dance outlets and through these art and through these artists. Like, let's keep that going because this is such an important piece. And I would hate to lose another artist like we lost to Vici, very unfortunately, yeah. to to you know um, you know his his just uh, awful death. So, dude, let's keep having these conversations because it's just so important. Yeah, for sure. And I know there's all types of documentaries about it, uh, yeah. like why we rave slave to the rhythm or something like that. Yeah. That's uh, one of my favorite ones, man. Because the beginning, it's all about yeah, we love the dance music, we love the scene. I come here, I yeah. get my drink yeah. on, I pour ten shots, we take the drinks. It's fun, right? And then they're like. And then the party stops and you go to the hotel room and it's dead silent. No one's there. Right there. That was it. That dead silence that just happened. That's the hotel room. After everybody's talking, clapping your ears off. And man, just as like a touring artist, man, I know I go to different states and I play shows and everything, right? And just as like that little type of thing, or even just coming home from my local club, right? It's insane. Like, how do you switch from being that rock star? Even, like I said, you're playing to 50 people. You're still a rock star if you love the damn music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you switch from that to just being a regular person? Well, so how, how do you? Like, what's your mode of switching? It's tough. I just go to sleep. <laughs> Straight yeah. up. Like, as lame as that sounds, I've learned, just go to sleep. If you just go to sleep, if you can. See, I'm lucky enough, I don't tour. Like, I can go yeah. home. I can just go home normally or go to the hotel room, whatever. Uh, for a while, I was drinking a lot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, a no. lot, a lot. Yeah. And that was something that I realized because I have social anxiety. Bad. Like, real bad social anxiety. Which is funny because I can get up in front of 10,000 people. No problem. I, I'll have them right in my hand. You know what I'm saying? No problem. Yeah, yeah. But you put me in that group? Nah. Nah, 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 nah. I can't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. I can uh, do it if I'm drinking. But then that turns into a bad habit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I had to learn that too. Talking about mental health. I, I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. I uh, sobered up for like three weeks because I had learned that uh, drinking liquor, like hard liquor, like whiskey and shit like that was affecting me the next day. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's a depressant. And yeah. so, yeah, when you're living high, you're living good, all this shit, you're playing all these shows. That next Sunday when you wake up, you're hungover, you feel like shit, you still have the alcohol in your system, it doesn't really hit you as much. But that yeah. Monday, when you go back to work, when you go back to really not doing something you really want to do, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It would hit me like a ton of bricks. I would sit there and be depressed and shit, all that, all that bad shit. So you got to learn from it and continue to build on yourself. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah, for like a touring person, man, I don't even know. Like, it's, I know that y'all talked about on this, uh, the recent episode that I listened to with, um, uh, who's, who's the guest that y'all had on? The uh, singer. Bella Renee. Yeah, Bella Renee. Yeah, she had yeah. talked about what Alice in Wonderland had said, where it's like all your friends, or you see all these people and they have all their friends and everyone's talking and laughing and everything. And then they go home and you're just stuck alone. Yeah. Like it's it's tough, you know what I'm saying, and it's something that people don't see in the in the life because you're a rock star, you know what I'm saying, totally. and yeah, why are you complaining about anything? You know, you get to live the best life. Well, it's the best life for an hour or two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. At the at the end of the day, we're we're all human beings, yep. man. Like we're all craving love and social interaction and support. I think that's the biggest thing right there. We're all craving support uh, from from one another, you mm-hmm. know, and. 
you know, I, and our hopes with this podcast, right? And we got an email from from a fan, from an EDM champion before. Uh, for those of you who are who are listening, we call our, our uh, listeners EDM champions, the people who truly champion this scene. Ryan over here, you're you're an EDM champion for sure, dude. Reckless champion. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we we got an email from somebody who said that they love our they love our podcast because they feel like they're part of a rave fan because they don't mm-hmm. have friends who rave. And that was so impactful for both for both Alec and I. Like we really felt that one, yeah. because nobody should feel alone mm-hmm. in the things that they enjoy doing and in in the life that they enjoy pursuing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, I I completely understand that. Yeah, it feels like when I listen to y'all, I, I feel like um. I can get good uh, reviews on music. Like I bring it back to where y'all are like, yeah. "This is some cookie cutter bullshit." I can, <laughs> I can, I can actually listen to what y'all are saying, and I can take it with full value because I know you're saying that and you mean it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I can sit there and I can understand how you're breaking down what you like, what you don't like, breaking down the vocals. You didn't like the drop with the build up. You thought the build up was going to go somewhere else with the drop. I love all that. I love it because that's what. Yeah. I don't. I, I work a lot. I work ten hours, and I have the kids. So unless I'm playing gigs, I don't get to talk to much people either. I'm doing a lot of messaging. You know, like I message you all the time. We do a lot of messaging, but yeah. hearing and seeing, you know what I'm saying, is completely different. That's why I listen to podcasts all day. It's like I'm talking. I work in a warehouse by myself. I'm the only worker in the warehouse, right? Okay. Yeah. And so when I have podcasts on all day, a it's to uh, build up my skills in the podcasting game itself, but mm. b it's a conversation going. And I can sit there and feel like I'm sitting there right at Joe Rogan's table when he's talking to this damn doctor. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? I'd be like, yeah, damn, yeah, yeah, that's smart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I love the show. I'm a big fan of this show. Oh, I love Joe Rogan. I love Joe. I've, I've always loved Joe Rogan's comedy. Um, you know, especially love him as a UFC commentator, but I love his podcast too. He does it. Uh, he's, you know, really done a, a great job of just bringing in like that open format, open forum conversation. Yep. But also, um, I think more than anything, uh, the authenticity, right? He kind of set the standard for podcast, which is that you've got to be authentic. You yep. have to sound like a, a heavily produced TV show and it's okay to fuck up and not yep. you know, say things correctly mm-hmm. and that you're just two, you know, you're, you're people, two people having conversations, right? Absolutely. So we very much took that to heart and I know you do too when mm-hmm. we produce our own podcast is that we want to make it you know as authentic um as possible and make people feel like they're sitting in on the conversation yeah yeah no i love the way that y'all like cut up so with y'all not recording in the same area right this is the first time y'all have been together in the same episode like in the same room how do y'all do this man like break it down for the nerd in me all right i want to know how y'all do this what dog do y'all use (laughs) he is the mastermind of all things, the, the technology behind Beyond the Beat. So he, all right. he knows how to set this all yeah. up. I'll give you there's the skin of it because I can go on and on forever on this, right? But Don't tip me. <laughs> what, what Alec and I do is we, we sit on a Google Hangout with each other. And he records his end of the conversation on his computer. Mm-hmm. And I record my end of the conversation on my computer. And what we do is we do a clap sync. So I, I count it down. I go one, two, three, clap. And we both clap at the same time. Okay. And I take those audio tracks and I line them up. And what what really we we try to accomplish for us like we could you know we could use a multitude of different avenues to make it easier mm-hmm. to do this podcast we really could but for us quality is the name of the game we yep. go for the highest quality possible mm-hmm. and we found that this even though it takes more time to edit and even though it takes more time to produce using this methodology gives us the better quality that we're looking for and hopefully our audience appreciates. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, y'all's, uh, y'all's vocals on both sides definitely sound like you're in the same room, like you're using oh, the so same right. mics. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I, toys, yeah, friend, yeah. Toys. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to put these together, so I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, no, the only reason I even knew that y'all weren't in the same rooms is because I've seen the videos. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that yeah, y'all yeah, put yeah, up yeah. where y'all are in different houses and different things. And yeah. then, yeah, no, but no, I, it, like this one, right? My episode, it'll sound like I'm recording because I am, right? I'm yeah. fine with that too. I like the quality on it. I like, um, because well, I, I plan on having guests come in soon, not soon, oh. but yeah. And so I like the audio to be different between an actual guest sitting in and a recorded guest, right? Yeah. And that's a little, it's a little technique. I mean, you, we sound fine through the recording, but when that person comes in, it's going to be completely different. The yeah. audio is going to be different. The episode is going to be different. Everything about it is going to be different. And that's what I like. I like the little different things that you can do for someone to come in. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the style of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love that. Like, there's like, you know, for artists, right? What do they call it? Like, expressionism, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when they have the expressionist uh, trait to their artwork, it's kind of like that with podcasts too. Like, you, you got to have like your own style with it. So, I think yeah. that's a really neat thing that you're doing there. I, I love that. Like, and there's something to be said too about the more raw sounding, you know, mm-hmm. audio recordings as well, in terms of just, again, lending that authenticity kind of that rawness it really makes people feel like they're there in the flesh yeah. um, and it sounds completely genuine yeah and it's cool too because i do so much stuff over discord right this is my first time on zoom but it's yeah. probably going to be the first of many you know what i'm saying yeah. i do some- done a good job i have to give a mm-hmm. shout out to them they've actually done a much better you know they weren't very good with it at the beginning but they've done a much better job catering to it yeah no this yeah. is this episode's running smooth i was waiting for hiccups and everything <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to hear that, man. And look, and and, and hiccups happen, you know. Like we've Mm -hmm. done plenty of interviews with people. Where, yeah, (laughs) fuck me. Where like you know we would ask them to record their side of the conversation, and then and they never hit record. They never hit record. Yeah, and so then we do the whole episode again. You know, that that was back when we were doing like long because you know we've shortened our regular episodes up a little bit. Mm -hmm. We've gone down to an hour, but we were doing like an hour and a half to two hours even. Oh wow. uh, yeah, there was one time we were recording, we recorded the whole thing, and the guy didn't even press uh, record. You know, yeah, and, like, that happens. Yeah. but it's like it's like fuck me. Like sometimes it just these solutions make it easy. <laughs> we had to redo. We redid the whole thing right afterwards, yeah, yeah. and it's just like we had so much great. Was, oh, yeah. yeah, but you know, at the end of the game, hiccups happen. You yep. know what I mean, mistakes happen. It's cool, man. Like we're all human. We learn. Yeah, not for sure, man. I do so much stuff, like I said, on Discord and Zoom and everything. And I do so much stuff with people, not even, uh, not in my state, right? Not at all. I'm doing stuff with people in other countries. Like I had Gustavo Adolfo, shout out. And he's in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I love that we have this technology now to where we can do, like, y'all are in San Diego. I'm in good old Dallas, Texas. And, (laughs) and, we're sitting here. There's no problem. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah, seeing yeah, it yeah. pretty much live action. We're doing everything good. There's no hiccups so far. And we're doing everything right. You know? And I, lo- I love it, man. There's no barriers now. There's no reason if you want to do anything to just do it now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I used COVID as a good little, um, well, everybody's on Zoom. Everyone's used to the audio. Yep. I'm taking full advantage of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally. I love it. Mm-hmm. And you know, man, I, I love what you just said, and I really want to drive home that point that, like, dude, there are so many resources out there to learn what you want to learn and to just get after it, learn a new skill. And I absolutely love that you just said that because that is so true, man. We live in this day and age, and I, we were on another podcast, like I think about a month ago, and, and we talked about this a little bit with, that, with uh, uh, Babs uh, from Babs Life. And, we, you know, we talked about how, not only is there, are there so many resources out there, but we are just so, I, I believe this, we, we're so incredibly lucky to live in the United States of America mm-hmm. where we have all these opportunities available sure. to us to pursue our dreams. Like, yeah. you know, the American dream is still, I believe, is still alive and well. And it's, it, there's a new way of finding the American dream, but we're so lucky that people share their knowledge online with people on YouTube or Reddit or wherever and that yeah. you can learn new skills and then pursue your passions. Right. Like it just gets so amped up on people who just, <laughs> who just get after what they're passionate about. I think that's so important. I think the American dream has completely changed. You yes. know what I'm saying? It's not the white picket fence house yeah. with the yeah. <laughs> now it's the you know get the get the Airbnb that you want. You know what I'm saying? It's and just created. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just now it's be whatever you want and don't let anything stop you. You know what I'm saying? Before it was like well you need to get this, you need to get that, whatever, whatever. But yeah, now the American dream has transformed with everything right with culture yeah. everything everything's changed from when yeah the when the saying american dream was real big you know all this good stuff and it's changed now to where yeah it's still very much alive and well it's just not what everyone thought it was right. and that's fine and, and i'd like to believe too that now um as we move things forward obviously you know there's a there's a lot of things that we as a society need to, to work on mm-hmm. but I would say more than ever, the American dream has become more inclusive yeah. than it has been before, right? And, yeah. I, and I think it's it's very easy to lose sight of that and to lose sight of the progress that has been made and the fact that the American dream before wasn't necessarily very, in fact, necessarily, it wasn't an inclusive mm-hmm. dream. It was for potentially, you know, a certain segment of the population. Whereas very true. Now, through technology um, and just through, you know, social awareness, 
uh, we're able to expand that dream. You know, obviously there's, there's work to do, and that's not saying that there isn't work to do, mm-hmm. but it's just saying we should appreciate that there's an opportunity to do something bigger uh, than ourselves and include more people than before. You know, mm-hmm. I, I always want to make sure that we point out the the optimism in it yeah. and how far uh, we have come um, as a society and how far we can continue to push it. Just like with dance music, it's kind of a, a similar analogous sense that it's, it's spread across the globe. It's included more people, more sounds than ever before. Um, and I always like using that as kind of like a launch pad for just saying, look, if, if we can do this within this microcosm of a culture, uh, we can do it for the larger culture too. And I, and I think the American dream is accessible to anybody um, if so long as we keep proliferating and reminding ourselves that's that. Yep. Yeah. If you and if you look on average, the amount of like, like murder and stuff like that that's being done, it's dramatically the lowest it's ever been in history, right? Mm-hmm. And there's more love. There's more tolerance towards everything, right? I mean, everything. So everything right now is moving towards the right direction. We're slow as species. You know what I'm saying? We take forever to do things, but everything's in motion towards going towards the right way. We're showing more love, all that good stuff. So we're working, we're working towards it. Yeah. It's all about the love. Oh yeah. Speaking of love, let's segue. All right. How do y'all find these new artists to show all this love to man? (laughs) What a segue. See, <laughs> tell you've been listening to podcasts, my friend, because that was one hell of a segue. Yeah, a you know what time. I'm saying? <laughs> that was a great question. Um, dude, honestly, Spotify and SoundCloud are truly, truly incredible platforms. Like mm-hmm. They really are. And what I love about it is um, – and, and Spotify sometimes doesn't do this so well, but like if you click on like go to radio, if you just like let SoundCloud just curate your life, it'll come up with songs that come from lesser known artists that you know you might be interested in in checking out even further and i absolutely yep. love that but i think above all what is the best thing to do listen to sets yeah. listen to sets and if you hear a song that you really like go to 1001 tracklist shout out to them because they're they're amazing and look up the tracklist and find the song because you're going to find a couple of different pieces new artists who is that artist supporting the record label that was released on. What else was released on that record label? What are the other sets that I could find from this particular DJ that I'm listening to? There is a wealth of knowledge out there, and there's a wealth of artists who are just absolutely killing it in the underground. That's my way. Alec, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that that's certainly one of them, but I, I found probably, for, for me, the most prolific way to find new artists, both quickly and with high quality, is to... Use kind of the snowball effect. So people that we've already shouted out. I mean, what is it now? Like over 150, something else, uh, like, something crazy. Well, I think we're actually like close to 200 now. Something, yeah, that, something nutsy Ooh. like that. Um, I know, right? It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Um, but then you look at who they're following, who they're reposting. Uh, you go through kind of the, you know their interests. We I've even reached out to people before saying that mm-hmm. there's everybody there. And then you know every once in a while we do, and to large success, we ask the community mm-hmm. of uh, people who they're looking out for too. So I, I like to just go like every now and then on massive rabbit holes. Like I'll pick like a genre, something I'm interested in, <laughs> and just spend like I'm not kidding you, like four fucking hours just going down massive rabbit holes, listening to things, Mixcloud, you know, Spotify. Uh, YouTube, everything, and just going down mass rabbit hole and just really paying attention and trying to find sounds that maybe aren't getting as much support as I think it's, they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big one. So combination of you know leveraging some of the algorithms that's going on on Spotify and SoundCloud, as well as just looking through just who the people are following that we've already given a shout out to. Yeah. All right. Do y'all like, um, so do you welcome people messaging you their new tracks? Oh. Absolutely. Yes. We, we've had like actually some really fucking fantastic suggestions from people, you know, that we've never even heard of. So yeah. we, we're very, very open to, to that. In fact, that's what we want. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, uh, it, it's better to have it that way too, because it's, there's all, it just, what, if anything we've learned is that if we can pick, I mean, and it is with ease, two artists every single week. Right. It, it's just, there's so much out there. So for us to think that we're going to find yeah. everybody, it's just foolish to think. So we're right. very open and we want people to be messaging us because one, it makes our job easier, but two, it's uh, you know really making sure we get to the true core of what's going on in the underground. Absolutely. And, and we're trying to make this space as representative as possible, like yep. I said. So mm-hmm. yeah, Alec and I, we pick artists that represent who we are, but then when people also like select artists uh, or share artists with us that are representative of who they are and who they're listening to, 
we get pumped up on that because now we're, we're tapping into their interests as well. And yeah. we're introducing more music. Uh, we're introducing artists to people that we may not have picked up on before. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Where can people like uh, message you their tracks at? Yeah, so basically, you know, we're super active on our socials. So like Instagram at btv.pod, send us a DM. We would love, love, love to hear from anybody who's just bumping any great dance music tunes. Same with Twitter, at podbtv. And those are the, probably the easiest ways to get in touch with us. And look, we welcome we welcome all sorts of suggestions. If you are an artist and you produce music, we want to hear that because that is your love, that's your craft, and we want to know what you're put, what you're putting out there. Uh, I know, you know, DJ Ryan Reckless over here, man. I mean, you, you're, you're killing it, man. You got so many freaking amazing tunes out there. I know you just had a very big release a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. that shit was bumping. Congratulations Thank you. on that. Thank you. Uh, and and really, just share. Just we want to hear tunes from all across the spectrum. All right, cool, man. Yeah, we're uh, we're winding down on this episode. We already hit the hour mark. Can you yeah, believe I that? Know. Great. I know. Oh, yeah. crazy, right? The vibes are flowing. The synergy is there. It's got us hey, wrapped hey, around. Hey. All right, <laughs> I'm out. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. but we're sitting here, and I got I got one last question to end this yeah. episode. Okay. How did y'all come up with the EDM champions? <laughs> oh, man. Um, lots of brainstorming session, but I believe I can take the credit for the champion part. Uh-oh. Um, but we, we, both, we both were sitting down, and so I shouldn't say I shouldn't take full credit because it, it was a partial effort because we were looking at our brand, right? Mm-hmm. It, beyond the Beats, I think it's, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? We explore things not just with the sounds and with the beats, but we go beyond that into the culture and things. Mm-hmm. So like when we're addressing our audience and then just the community of dance music enthusiasts in general, what can encapsulate, you know, the people who go beyond the beats? I, I will say I had a couple fuck ups with saying like we're gonna say beyonders or something stupid like that, like <laughs> awful fucking name, terrible. Um, but then but then it came to the point of when like you're you're championing something, right? When you, you when you are a champion, you uh, encapsulate everything around what you are telling and what you're representing. So mm-hmm. that's how we just came up with EDM Champions, you know? And we love the fact it's a little cheesy and a little whatever, because you know what? Like, fuck it. Like, dance music is kind of that way. But we we think the real point of the fact that when you are a champion of something, you represent it in its totality. And mm-hmm. that's what we wanted to get across with that term. All right. That's what's up. That's awesome, man. That's that's what's up. I like that. I was, yeah. I was waiting to be like, uh, I don't know. I kind of looked over and saw my trophy and was like, we're the EDM <laughs> champions. <laughs> no, we, we try to do everything with a purpose, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, right. we, we really do try to make everything with a purpose. For, for us, like, doing everything to the, to the highest quality possible while also remaining true to ourselves and what we're all about is the mission. And, you know, Alec and I, we just had a really productive session about how we see the future of Beyond the Beats playing out. Yeah. We have a lot of exciting things in store. Right. And we're very excited to just help people get connected to the dance music scene in ways that they never thought was possible. Absolutely. That's what's up, man. So this is going up March 19th, right? Let me double yes. check that make sure March 19th. Yep. Yeah, we're good. March 19th. You told me you have a guest on the March 18th show, which would have been yesterday when people are hearing this. That's right. Do you want to spill so- the beans? Yes, absolutely. So like I like like we said earlier on in this episode, we want to make sure that we are representing all facets and all corners of the dance music scene. And we're super pumped up to have Rel, a pioneer in club music on the show. Wow. And you know, what we really enjoyed about that conversation was the fact that, you know, when you think club music, we thought, you know, he, he was explaining to us Jersey Club, uh and Baltimore, and, and club. Baltimore club. Thank you. Yeah. And club music has be has gone on way beyond that he was telling us it's reached parts of asia he was it's, touring in japan he was touring in like japan that. wow like jersey club in japan like and they're going nuts and was oh i bet wow he's he so uh focused on his mission of bringing club music and bringing these artists from all corners of the world bringing it to his bringing it to his platform and then making sure that his platform is heard all over the place so people have a true appreciation and understanding for worldwide uh, artists and also for the club music yeah. culture. Wow, that's what's up. That's awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, like I said, by the time this goes up, it'll already be out. So go check that out. But I can't wait to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. I really appreciate your support, brother. That really does mean a lot to us, man. Thank you so it much. It really does. Yeah. It means absolutely well. 
Hey, no problem, man. Like I said, it's all love over here. It's reckless love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, all right, man. Let's put a cap on this. We're uh, we're over our hour mark, and we got a lot of good info on this episode. This was fun. This is great, man. Uh, hey, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, y'all want to sign off of anything? You want to throw the socials out there again? What you want to do with the sign off? Yeah, sure. Um, so, dude, thank you so much for having us on. It's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, everything that you're doing. So I know all the people following this podcast, definitely. But just, you know, give this guy a fucking, like, you know, shout out on your socials. He's <laughs> so much good in the podcast scene and in the DJ scene. So definitely do that. And if you want to check us out as well, you're very welcome to. We're on Instagram. That's at btb.pod. We're on Twitter. That's at pop pod btb and then we're also you can email us if you want to do a modern day form of a letter uh you can say dear vibe king <laughs> alec and then dear negative nancy sinison goal uh and we will get back to you on that one but then definitely if you want to check out all of the amazing artists that we've supported go to our website beyondthebeats.co and i just want to leave everybody with uh, with one last note you know take care of yourself make sure that you know you're, you're supporting the things that make you feel good and above all, support one another because, you know, uh, we heard this quote, uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. And mm-hmm. that's something that really resonates with us. So be sure to lift one another. And uh, again, man, Brian, thank you so much for having us on. This is such a pleasure. Hey, no problem. I'm, I'm glad we could all make time to do it. Uh, this is something I was really looking forward to. So I'm really excited that it went really well. I was really yeah. nervous. The hiccups I was waiting for them, they didn't happen. So they went really well. That was good. That was great. And we'd love to have you on our podcast at some point too as well. Oh, you just let me know. You just let me know. You just let me know. We're going to be on the reckless, baby. (laughs) I love that. Be on the reckless. (laughs) Well, hell yeah. That's a great way to end the episode. A great note, a high note. The vibes, they were lit. The synergy, it was there. This is beyond the talking reckless, baby. Let's be on the talking reckless. All right, we'll see you next week for a new episode. Y'all go check out Beyond the Reckless. We signing out. Peace.